1: Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Things Considered CX podcast. I'm your host, Bob Asman, and I'm glad you've joined us for this session because we have uh, another group of authors from the new book, Customer Experienced, the fourth edition. And I'm really excited to have these three authors joining me today to share their perspectives on experience management, as well as the topics of the chapters they wrote in their books, and a little bit of looking forward and where we're headed as these CX experts join me for today's podcast so I want to welcome Gabriella, Peter, and Farron to the podcast. And I'd like to ask each one of them to give a brief introduction. And let's start with Gabriella.
2: Hello. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for your invitation. Uh, my full name is Gabriela Cipitu. I'm located in Romania, Bucharest. Uh, I'm very delighted to be with you today. Uh, about me, I can say that my corporate expertise is mainly in financial services. And I've worked uh, almost 20 years in teams, um, including sales, strategic partnerships, operations, project management, process management. But uh, CX uh, is the one that has become more than a business uh, to me now. It becomes uh, a passion uh, as I'm a lifelong learner um, this uh, drive me to expand my knowledge and experience outside my country uh, and uh, i become a ccxp and now i'm involved in a world judges team interacting with professionals from all over the world and also representing romania in uh, customer institute board of directors Also, I'm actively promoting uh, CX um, concept in Central and Southeast Europe, organizing uh, public events and conferences with CXPA and the World International, because what I want is to set up in this region some global standards for CX and uh, employee experience, um, uh, because we really need it. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Uh, so, so true, and I love the fact that you call out the fact you're a lifelong learner. That's wonderful. And Farhan, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners today?
3: Yes, thank you very much, Bob. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely pleased to be joined by these amazing CX experts as well to all the listeners. Thank you very much. I'm based out of Dubai, uh, originally from Pakistan. <clears throat> uh, 25 years in the field of customer experience. I have 10 years with Citibank. And 15 years with the two largest banks here in uh, United Arab Emirates, which is uh, Mashreq Bank and Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank. Um, I hold uh, very proudly, uh, I, I uh, you know, something that I hold uh, close to my heart. I took one of the bank. Uh, here from number 23rd position, customer experience to number one bank and maintained it for the seven consecutive years. I'm also uh, listed amongst the 100 top global CX thought leaders of the world for 2021. And Award International also awarded me as the most experienced judge, as I've done more than 25 to 30 events globally, which, is such, which has been such an amazing uh, experience for me. Um, after corporate uh, life, I decided to hang on my boots and uh, started my own consultancy. It's called CX Future, and I'm the founder and CEO of it, and um, I have the passion of just going in an organization, helping them improve their experience, customer experience.
1: Wonderful. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here, and Peter, certainly not uh, least being last. Uh, Share with us uh, your introduction, please.
0: Thanks, Bob. Well, uh, uh, thanks for having me as well. And I try to beat all those nice persons having here. It's kind <laughs> of the what you have here. But uh, let me tell you a bit about myself. Um, I'm based in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Um, I have a background in, in customer research, I've always been very interested in uh, customer needs, customer behaviors, and also how to quantify that. So there comes my passion, both from a statistical perspective and a psychological perspective. Uh, So I've been uh, in customer research for quite some years. Then I uh, made a move uh, from an agency to the the airline industry, where I've been heading uh, the research department uh, for KLM, set it up together with Air France. Uh, And I was a few years uh, director of the customer experience uh, 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 team within KLM, the Royal Dutch Airlines. Um, And after having uh, so many nice experiences created uh, a year and a half ago, I decided to uh, set up my own uh, agency, uh, CX Unraveled, which I'm doing with two former colleagues, and where we're trying to uh, improve experiences in various industries. Thank you.
1: That's wonderful, Peter. I'm a collector of KLM houses, having flown your former employer for many many times into and out of uh Europe and uh India so um I proudly display those homes uh in in my home
0: it's nice you mentioned it such a nice uh end moment a wow moment and, and indeed you mentioned it now and you look at it uh all the time so that's that's definitely something to stay for sure but thanks for mentioning
1: yeah absolutely heck uh we, we would fight one another for those houses when they'd bring them out. which one do you have? Which one do you have? I want that one it was It was hilarious to watch passengers on the airline do that so mm-hmm. welcome, glad to have you and And what's wonderful about this session too is that even though um many of my guests on the podcast, as my listeners will know, are based in the u s it's really great to have three international c x experts with us today. Uh, who also have have been practitioners, because it really is important to have a global view of customer experience. And um, that's why uh, another reason why I was so excited to have um, these three guests with me today. So the, the, the second question I always ask my guests is the same question. And, and because it's so fascinating to hear, but, you know, as customer experience professionals, at least when I was growing up, I didn't wake up one morning and say, I want to be a customer experience professional. Um, I, I wanted something totally different. I was going to be an elementary ed teacher and ended up going into, uh, to global operations and eventually into CX. So uh, if you would, can you share some highlights of your career that helps our listeners understand how did you get to where you are today? How did you get this passion for customer experience and um, Peter, since you went last last time, may I impose on you to go first this time?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I must say, I think I've always had an interest in, in, in customer insights and customer needs. After I graduated my, my business education, marketing and marketing research, um, actually, I thought, okay, the best job for my life would be working in a customer research company try to find out what really drives customers. So I've always been, let's say, on that part, uh, actually straight after graduation, uh, which I can de- could then apply uh, uh, within KLM, within the Dutch Airlines for quite some years. At that time, of course, uh, uh, customer experience itself didn't exist. We were part of the marketing team and working on marketing research. But over the years, th- it has grown. And I must say, uh, there wasn't one event, actually pretty straight after college, where I had some nice... Uh, gas lecture uh, about uh, customer research. I thought, okay, that's the part I want to be in. I want to look into customer insights, how to apply that, and then I made it more practical later within KLM, uh, applying this within the airline industry.
1: Excellent, Gabriella.
2: Yes, uh, I have also marketing background and sales uh, mostly. Uh, I graduated economics uh, studies, but uh, I work a lot uh, with the customer interacting with customers also B2C and B2B. So uh, some of my peers said that I'm too too, uh, customer oriented. So uh, whenever (laughs) I... Did you say too customer oriented? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I
1: didn't think that Um, was possible. (laughs) sorry to interrupt you it was just too good to pass up
2: yeah yeah thank you and uh, every time we had a problem with a customer i come with the solutions and uh, said this is better for the customer we'll solve it uh, internally and uh, let's uh, let's solve it like this and um, I I was very lucky that in the company I work uh, last time, uh, the vice president said, okay, you are working uh, for B2B here, but uh, also take this part of customer experience, but because I really know that uh, you will do a great job. So uh, I think that is like a vitamin. Uh, you take it, one, and uh, has a long uh, Um, Effect because uh, this uh, love I love uh, very much uh, this job and I renounce to the sales uh, part and I focus on customer experience. So I believe people that work in customer experience has to be patient uh, about this Um, and to to think first like like a customer to be easy for them to put uh, in the customer shoes and uh, to find the right solutions. And after this, I believe for company, uh, the figures will come for sure.
1: Excellent. Thank you for that. And Farhan, your highlights of your career.
3: Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's very interesting because I can resonate with a lot of stuff which Peter and Gabriella have said. Um, I've a master's degree in finance. And uh, when I joined Citibank, that's when was my first job. And I was very excited and I joined in the call center. And you would know what happens in the call center when you start resolving customer queries. I realized that when I was doing something special for the customer and the way they thanked me, and if you were resolving their their difficult queries and really helping them going out of the way, doing something special for them, the pleasure that I got out of that by helping people and I realized that's amazing. If I can do this all my life and help people, Uh, And secondly, this this was one way, this was from the professional side. On a personal side, at a very young age, like all the people, I had the privilege of visiting places like Disney. And I realized that the people over there made everyone feel so happy. And people went out of that place happy, including me as a child and as a grown up and as an adult as well. And I realized that it was all because of the people who made it possible. So the passion was there. The uh, c- commitment was there, and I realized that this was part of my blood. And not only I made sure that I enjoyed helping customers and resolving there, but everybody who was in my team became, you know, had the same passion of doing that. So uh, uh, that uh, life took its own turn in in this direction. My father was a was an engineer. He couldn't imagine me into the service industry, but I absolutely loved it.
1: That that's great, and, and I appreciate those stories. And uh, I, I I just I'm always fascinated by how all of us end up in these situations and and pursuing our passions. So uh, and obviously we're here to to get into the chapters that you wrote into the customer experience fourth edition, which is available. But but before we do that, I, I'd like to get your perspectives um on what's the state of customer experience right now what where do you see it at i mean you know the great resignation and and supply chain issues and war in ukraine and and labor shortages and so forth and so on what are you hearing from your clients what are you seeing in the industry what's the state of customer experience and i'll open this up to anybody that wants to to jump in and start the
3: conversation uh, I can go. I can go first if that's
1: okay. Sure, please. And yeah. then Gabrielle, uh, I... And I saw you jump in too, so please.
3: Yeah, uh, so ladies first. I'll go there after Gabriella, <laughs> for sure.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Farhan. What a gentleman. Um, in Romania, I believe, uh, is a little bit different than uh, US or UK, Uh, When I searched in LinkedIn three years ago for customer experience manager to see how many are in Romania, I find like 15 people, so um, a very low number. Uh, What I observe is that um, in in these two years of pandemic, uh, a lot of businesses transformed their activity to the new normal and uh, they founded a CX department. So now I have people uh, to talk about uh, CX. Uh, and this means that uh, it's a very good sign that organizations figure it out, uh, that becoming customer centric. And the, they realize that this is the right and the best way to save the business. On the other hand, uh, this with uh, Ukraine's war, I'm very close to this region. This is not, uh, I'm not so lucky from this point of view. But what I observe is that um, both people and uh, businesses want to to help uh, these immigrants. Uh, They want to offer a place to live. Uh, But also, for example, uh, offer facilities for Ukrainians. Uh, for example, uh, they offered to change their currency into euro or turon or uh, U.S. dollars. Something that is new in Romania because no one was changing. I don't know what the currency in Ukraine is, uh, and um, we are all uh, now um, watching TV. Wanted to to help these uh, these uh, this people, so um, we. Uh, We want to offer not only empathy, that is um, uh, something with the soul and so on, but we want to do something very concrete uh, for these people and to have an impact to help them integrate in our country or to help them uh, transition uh, this region. So um, what I see is that after COVID and and now during the war, people become more empathetic and businesses are more customer oriented and um, try really to help uh, people in need, vulnerable people. Yeah.
1: Boy, it, uh Gabriella, it doesn't get more real than what you're you're talking about, does it? Uh, with the war literally at your footsteps, it, it, uh, it it's just amazing what you shared there. Thank you for that, Farron?
3: Yeah, uh, I think I would continue with what Kravila said and a lot of uh, in my salute to all those people who are helping people in the need and I think this is where the world is coming together. That's a great sign. Um, and that, that's what I was going to say where customer experience is moving towards as well. And I've been in multiple discussions globally where people started talking about and I'm sure all of us have heard that the word customer probably should be not replaced, but should be moved into the word human experience, and that's where CX is moving into HX kind of a field where human experience become more important. Uh, I know we're not going to talk about digital trans- transformation because a lot of lot of st- uh, stuff has been talked about. That obviously organizations have moved in those uh, directions. But I was listening to one conversation by uh, Ron Kaufman and. He started talking about that the future of customer experience is actually the word care. Which which is probably where the organizations are moving in which was Gabriella was also saying that we are not talking about not just about the, cust- the care of the customer, but we are talking about an experience where you care about your colleagues and partner, where you care about each other, uh, well-being of the society and well-being of the entire world in in, uh, in perspective. Uh, a lot of conversation has been going around sustainability as well. How do we sustain? How do we take care of the environment? So customer experience has not just become, uh, it's become a science. It's become something which is now moving into a value-driven direction. I, I, think, I think the future looks very, very good if all the organizations can, can take some chapter of, uh, of this kind of discussion.
1: Excellent. And Peter?
0: Yeah, I, I can add to that. I think, first of all, uh, customer experience is, is is getting bigger and bigger. I think uh, COVID has accelerated that. I heard that uh, on LinkedIn, you could find 19 million people with customer experience within their job title. So that, that was a <laughs> normal amount. So. <laughs> getting bigger and bigger and I think uh, yeah, with digitalization everything getting more transparent uh, customer experience looks like the new battlefield so uh, the, the, that, that is there to stay and I see everywhere around not only I think in commercial companies but government hospitals education the students etc so the experience I think of every stakeholder gets more important and I guess then relating to, uh, um, uh, to the, to of course, the whole situation in Ukraine, this is definitely also a, a time for companies uh, to speak out there, eh? because the experience you want should be from a functional level, should be good from an emotional level. But definitely also you, you this should be the time that you can identify to a company who's contributing to a better planet. And uh, I see lots of companies uh, taking steps also to give their contribution and make their statements. So I think that's also important as an overall experience.
1: Peter, you heard me laugh when you talked about the number of people that have customer experience in their background. A couple of years ago, I was doing um, a project for the Customer Experience Professional Association, and we were trying to pull together a a set of job descriptions because we were getting so many requests from organizations saying, I need to hire a CX expert, uh, but I don't know what level, I don't know what the background is. So we put these set of job descriptions together together. That uh, with a group of people, they were quite good. But I, but the first time I experienced what you just shared was I did that. I went on LinkedIn. And I thought I'm just going to search for customer experience, thinking I would get, I don't know, a hundred, thousand, and I got like fifty or sixty thousand hits right out of the gate from just two words, customer experience. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah. And I think I I set up my company CX and Revel. I, I looked at it from the other side. So we thought that everyone in the world knew what CX is. That that wasn't that that smart from us because I found many people just one step outside of it don't know what CX, is, but know what customer experience is. So that was a learning from me and Definitely.
1: Yes, absolutely agree. Wonderful. So thanks for that. Um that perspective I, from all of you, I think it's really uh, important to have and and certainly impactful to have. So let's talk now about the chapters that you wrote in your book. We always want authors to give uh, just enough information to whet the appetite of the reader so they go out and buy the book, right? But we'd love to hear about your chapters, um, the topics, and some uh, some insights or highlights from those chapters. So our Reader, our listeners can go out and grab the book and read the entire book. So um, who wants to start uh, um, this section of our podcast?
0: I would be fine to start if that's okay. Uh, Please, Peter. Peter, go right ahead. Um, yeah, because I want to talk about metrics and measurement And um, my experience that quite often either uh, while I'm giving, let's say, uh, masterclasses, trainings or within consultancy, uh, I see some yawns and some frowns and uh, people looking away. So quite often, this is not the most appealing or uh, like I say, the sexiest part of customer experience. Um, It's a tough one, but I think it's a very important one because in the end, what what gets measured that gets uh, uh, gets controlled and when you can control it, you can improve it. So um, what I'm trying to do within within this chapter uh, to get people a bit more excited about uh, KPIs and about metrics, Uh, and I give them a a step-by-step approach, indeed, how you build your own uh, framework, eh? going from a top KPI to the strategic level and to the more tactical level. Um, And what I'm uh, definitely targeting within that uh, uh, that level is that you really should look on your strategic KPIs um, I see quite some companies now looking at their customer experience strategy and, for instance, they say, "Okay, we would like to be seen as caring or we would like to be seen as transparent or efficient or easy. Uh, So they do all kinds of efforts, but they don't measure that. eh? They don't measure that strategic ambition they have to deliver that experience. Uh, and that's what you see quite some people go wow we really measure on a tactical level yeah, we, we measure processes etc we measure let's say an nps or a customer satisfaction but the level in between uh the our identity our strategy is something which we're not measuring so that's uh, definitely something which i'm addressing in the book
1: Peter you know, that's so important um metrics and measurements i i have a passion for that um as well and I I just think it's, um, you know, in this age of gathering lots of data and not doing anything with it, um, it just amazes me that we aren't doing more in this area. So uh, it's intriguing to me that you wrote about this because, like you said, it might not be the, the sexiest thing on the planet, but it sure is important.
0: Yeah, I, li- I like at the same time doing in-depth interviews, getting, let's say, qualitative research. Also, I think there you get lots of insights to move further, to test your prototypes, et cetera. But I'm coming from quite a, 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 a we call this a blue organization. The airline, everything was on operational KPIs, and there we really introduced also the customer KPIs to come at the same level, mm-hmm. because uh, well, in certain organization you need uh, you need figures, you need facts, you need uh, uh, targets, etc. And I think if you can prove this and also make the link between, uh, of course, customer experience and the ROI or the ROX, I think that's very important.
1: Excellent. Uh, Farhan, would you like to share your uh, chapter?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, When I was thinking about uh, what to write, and I came up with this idea, why not share something that people can read as a story, something that I'm very proud of and something that my team has been very proud of. So my chapter is titled A Success Story, Taking a Bank from 23rd to Number One. And uh, if you you read the, the chapter, I have written it in a very simple way where people can evaluate how in, in different strategies or different ways we managed to take and bring the organization from bottom of the barrel to one of the best organization in customer experience and how everybody played such an important part of it. So I've divided the chapter in two simple parts. One of them is obviously it starts, every story starts with a good, um, uh, you know, a, a tagline, a vision just like a story. So I've talked about the vision and the mission of the organization, how the CX is important. And then I'm talking about the most important asset, which is the employees. So how you need to listen to them, how you need to involve and motivate them in every strategy that you take in terms of customer experience, empower them if you have to, if you need to deliver a great experience, Uh, then, then about recognizing and supporting them. I talked about the quality circles, And in the last part of my chapter, I emphasize on the importance of how every piece comes together and how the feedback of the customer is so important when I'm talking about the mystery shopping and the voice of the customer. And then um, uh, listing, I have listed a set of um, KPIs related to to, and the benchmarks, which customer, which uh, organizations can look into to evaluate how their success has has moved into a direction. People like, uh, you know, I I got feedback. Uh, All chapters are so amazing. And if you read the first few lines of my chapter, it says, and then they announce the number one bank and everybody stands up and starts clapping and I'm standing in a corner feeling so proud, seeing that all that effort that we made, you know, came into practice and 25 people go on the stage to receive their word. And you will read, an interesting story. So I hope that's my idea for people to not just look around frameworks, because I've, st- I've tried to stay away from the frameworks, but write it as a success story.
1: So Farron, let me uh, uh, suggest you a stereotype about financial institutions, and that is they move really slowly. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying this applies to the bank example that you used in your chapter, but um, what are your thoughts about that? Can they move fast enough to be, as, you know, generally speaking, yeah. to be nimble enough to improve their customer experience without what taking a, 10 what years? An excellent,
3: what an excellent question. Let me tell you, I, I'm glad that you asked. There is a very strange perception that customer experience has anything to do with industry. I think this is the only field in, in such an amazing, which is so vast, that it's it it cuts across every industry. I'll tell you where what what I did with the. I mean, yes, I was with the banking industry, but my staff were trained by uh, Emirates Group of Industries, the training institute that trains Emirates airline and Jumeirah Group of Hotels. I made sure that my customers were called guests, and we brought hospitality into into the banking. And that was one of the reason why we were successful because we created her entire strategy around hospitality. I myself got trained through Disney Institute. I took my team top most seven or eight top leaders of the bank. And I took them specially to Zappos as well in Lake Vegas where we sat with Tony, the CEO. I had the privilege of sitting with him and we learned the art why they are one of the best customer experience organization in the world. So I brought that kind of element back into the organization and, and developed the entire so so bottom line, whichever industry you're in, in the end we are serving a customer. Either it's B2B, B2C, at the end of the line, there is somebody who's looking for a wow experience. And, and that's what we ended up providing.
1: Excellent. That, that's that's such a great story and background uh, context. Gabriella, how about you and your chapter?
2: Yeah, I choose to write about the CX strategy during crisis, uh, taking consideration these days, because this period affected uh, all of us and has a big impact on customers' behavior and their way of thinking. I looked uh, at some studies that demonstrated what is the impact of uh, crisis uh, in uh, multiple uh, multiple ways. First, there are psychological uh, impacts because it was a new context and came very fast in our lives from yesterday to today. A lot of people felt anxiety, fear about their health, and the feeling that they are that uh, they are out of control. Second is the social impact due to distancing, due to closing the restaurants, reducing traveling, entertainment industry, beauty. And in this context, all relaxing activities uh, have to move indoor, sharing the same place for sleep, work children, school, or activities, relaxing all. And finally, it's a financial impact for those who work, for example, in hospitality. um, And uh, they remain without jobs or uh, they reduce their businesses. But, but on the other hand, um, let's look and have an example of the companies who have seen this like an opportunity. And in my chapter, I, um, I have a study case on a company very little company in Romania for food delivery that now is one of the main players in the market that become in the um, uh, year first year of covid from food delivery company to deliver everything Mm -hmm. company and uh, they are delivering very fast everything drugs uh, from the pharmacy, uh, clothes, devices, toys, everything. So they saw this, um, this need for uh, their customers. They listened to their customers uh, and uh, developed very fast in this uh, period. Uh, I talk in my chapter about uh, asking uh, the customers feedback during crisis, why is this important and how to do it about uh, finding out how the customer uh, persona transform and how to focus on this new customer persona. Also, um, um, one of my approaches is is, uh, how to adapt the customer journey and also the empathy map for this new customer persona, taking consideration of their new needs, behavior and um, way of living. And also, let's not forget about uh, the employees, because they are the internal customers of an organization, and their lives also change. And um, they have to communicate differently with their managers. They are uh, working differently. They have new challenges uh with uh, their peers and with the entire system and um this uh, this has to be managed very carefully because uh now uh, people feel that uh, they uh, for example manager at the beginning felt that they are out of control with uh, their uh, employees but this was a moment when you should uh, take care and uh, uh, have trust in your employees more than ever because they are there with the organization and back the organization has to take care of uh, their employees.
1: Uh, it's so great to hear the, uh, all of you talk about employees and the employee experience and so forth. That that's really great. And, and listeners, what great overviews we just heard from these three authors about their chapters and, And I certainly uh, encourage you to read the chapters in more detail and, and get to know these authors and their perspectives. Um, Thank you uh, for that. Uh, My next uh, question, we have a final two questions uh, during our podcast is where do you think we're going with customer experience? We talked about the state of CX and some of you mentioned kind of a futuristic thinking, but is there anything that comes to mind about what you see as changing or um, you know what we can see on the horizon here if you had a crystal ball and could tell us the future? Any thoughts along those lines?
3: Perhaps I can go quickly. Yes, this please. Yeah. Well, I think uh, uh, lately I've attended a couple of conferences and I had the privilege of uh, uh, moderating one as well. And the new discussion that is going around is all about um, the role of uh, metaverse and the role of uh, you know some kind of uh, 3d environment which many especially retail organisations, have started using and uh, this is probably seemed to be it's, it's still very you know infant. It will take some time because it requires a certain kind of a platform, which everybody has to be very comfortable with. Uh, the gaming the world is quite used to the metaverse world, but uh, um, the virtual reality is something that we're all we're quite familiar with, virtual reality and augmented reality. And that's something that I see, which is gonna bring some kind of flavor to CX.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Fern. <clears throat>
0: Maybe adding that to Ferrana, I think that there will be more, indeed, uh, developments within the whole digitization, digital world, virtual world, but that uh, stressing at the same time, and maybe on the other side, uh, the need for authenticity, uh, human interaction, where you really can make the difference, and can make the wow monster, and I, I think if those two get along, it has already been going on for quite some time, but If digitalization together with the real human interaction and authenticity, uh, I think that will definitely be two main drivers for the future, for the perfect experience, both uh, getting it more and more convenient and uh, having more and more personalization.
3: Excellent, Excellent. I 100%. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just barging in, but I would say absolutely love what you've said, Peter. I think the organizations who would find this balance of human interaction with technology as as a driver not as the source, but as a driver, I think those are the organizations which will really, really strive. Thank you for that.
2: Yes, I totally agree with Peter. This was uh, what I wanted to emphasize, is to find this uh, perfect balance between digital and human touch. But also, uh, I believe uh, organization has to learn uh, from the other industries not only from their industry to look uh, uh, what uh, their competitors are doing, but look on other industries because they can take best practices uh, from there and can develop and impress uh, their customers and also their employees.
1: Outstanding. Before we close our podcast, I can't believe I say this on every podcast, my listeners are probably laughing at me, but I, I can't believe how fast the time goes when we're having these wonderful conversations. But indeed, uh, it's time to wrap up. And I, and I complete the, every podcast with the same question from my guests. And that is final words of wisdom to your fellow experienced professionals that are listening to this podcast. And Peter, shall we start with you?
0: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks Bob, for my words of wisdom. Maybe you wanted it, you all last this time, right? <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm not sure if it's real words of wisdom, but I, but I keep experience. Uh, I always say, uh, keep validating your assumptions with your customers, uh, even though we all say we're in customer experience, we're customer focused. I've seen too many people doing their own journey mapping, setting their strategies, uh, introducing prototypes based still on their assumptions. And I like a, a quote where uh, it is from uh, Isaac assignment. He said, "Your assumptions are your windows on the world. Uh, scrub them off every once in a while, or the light won't come in." And I think that's the same for customer experience. Keep keep validating your assumptions with your customer in in every part of customer experience.
1: Love it, Peter. Great, uh, Gabriella.
2: Yes, uh, I want to continue also related the strategy of uh, customer experience. Um, it's uh, mandatory. It's basic to have a customer experience strategy, but also more, uh, is more important to be properly implemented, because I've seen uh, great strategies that failed at implementation. So this is my my last word: implement the strategy as you design it.
1: Fantastic, Ed Farron bring us home.
3: Hey, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <Let's>, uh... <laughs> I feel, uh, you know, sharing words of wisdom is a big word. not wisdom, but just a word of advice. I think I would say to all leaders: they need to become true leaders. They should be very proud of the achievement of their teams. Please highlight your people, identify them, nurture them, share your experience by sharing you. You know, you learn, and you and the others learn with you. So I wish that most most, more, more and more people who are in the power of the customer experience will become true leaders. And lead the people
1: along with them. Fantastic. That's why I asked that question because there always are great answers. So, this has been another episode of the All Things Considered CX podcast. Thank you to my guests today, Farron, Peter, and Gabriella, for sharing their thoughts, their chapters on the new edition of the Customer Experience 4 book. Please go out and and purchase it and take advantage of 18 authors that are that are writing in this book with some words of wisdom and perspectives that you may not be aware of. And until we have another podcast, if you've enjoyed this, please share it with your networks and stay tuned for future podcasts centered on all things customer experience. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered, CX.